Now, if, um, if someone was to say to you, you're a Christian, tell me how Jesus says I must live my life. What's the moral code that Jesus gives me? Well, I imagine most of us would start our answer by saying, Jesus says that we must love God and love our neighbour. Now, I want to make a point to you tonight and point out that actually this isn't what Jesus said. This isn't how he started his explanation of how we are to live. That we just heard tonight how he started his explanation of how we are to live. That we heard tonight the beginning of what's called the Sermon on the Mount, his great moral discourse that kind of puts together almost all of his moral teaching. And over the weeks ahead, we're going to hear details about that moral teaching. But tonight we hear how he began his moral explanation. And he began by addressing the question of happiness. That he knows we all want to be happy. He's the one as our creator who's put that desire for happiness in us. But he wanted to teach us how to be happy, what true happiness is and where true happiness is to be found. So these Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, or happy as we have it in this translation. Now people often find these Beatitudes rather odd, rather difficult, unhelpful, that happy are those who mourn. Well, how can you call someone who's mourning happy? It doesn't seem to make any sense. But I want to give you the um, interpretation of this text, one that you may not have heard before, but one that um, was articulated by John Paul II, by Pope Benedict, it's quoted in the newsletter this week, and Pope Francis. And they all give us um, what's actually an ancient patristic interpretation of this text. So, what is the Lord saying here? Well, they say that the point is this. What is the Lord Jesus is describing in all of this? Is he is describing himself. That what he's talking about here isn't primarily, as his starting point, a list of commandments about how to live. But he's describing a person that we need to be like. And it's him. So blessed are the meek. Well, who is the one, above all, who is meek? Well, the one who said of himself, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Jesus is the meek one. He is the one, blessed are those who are meek. Who is the merciful? Well, Jesus is the merciful. Who is the peacemaker? Jesus is the peacemaker. Who is the pure of heart? Who is the afflicted, the poor of spirit, the one hungering and thirsting for righteousness? It's Jesus who's being described here for us. Who is the one who suffers? It's the Lord. That in all of this, what we have described for us is Christ crucified. And what he's doing here is he's pointing out for us the path that we must follow. That we need to follow the royal road of the cross to be united with Christ crucified. That we must, as he says elsewhere, to be a disciple of his, we must take up our cross and follow him. And it's only being like 
him, like Christ crucified, that there's a path open to us to the resurrection. But that's where true happiness will be found. The people look for happiness in all kinds of places. They look for happiness thinking they'll find happiness in money or in sex or in pleasure or in power. But none of these things ultimately satisfy. It's only truly in him that real happiness is found. He who is blessedness itself. So let me note with that a related point. If he is the one who is blessed, if being like him, Christ crucified, is the path to blessedness, well, what does it mean to be blessed? Well, true happiness, true blessedness, consists in sharing the very life of God. As scripture says, to become partakers of the divine nature, to be so united to him that we're partaking of what he is. And God is happiness itself. He's happiness itself because he is true love and he is truly loved and he is this in perfection. That to truly love and to truly be loved, and to truly know that you are loved, this is what brings true joy. And this is what God has in himself continually from all eternity, that in the relationship to the Trinity, the Father and the Son, they know each other and love each other, and know that they love each other, and rejoice in loving each other in the unity of the Holy Spirit, from all eternity, so that they are in themselves. God is love. God is perfect happiness. And it's in as much as we are in him, united to him, that we have true happiness, true blessedness. And that's the whole goal of the moral life that the Lord calls us to. But if we're going to have that, if we're going to have that happiness that can only be found in him, only found in him, Christ crucified, who's marked out that path for us, that involves that true happiness, turning all the values and priorities of this world upside down. It involves dying to ourselves that we might give ourselves in love. So to come back to the opening question I put to you, how is it that the Lord Jesus started his explanation of how we are to live? He started it by addressing this desire for happiness that is in all of us. That he came to bring true happiness by inverting the values of this world on their head, dying for us, that he might open the path to a resurrection, dying to self-seeking,
that we might live in meekness, in humility, in suffering, dying to a false, selfish happiness, that we might live in the true happiness, the happiness found in him alone.